something and everything. My name is Ezra Hill, and my co-host Casey and I are going to be discussing a wide variety of topics from the perspective of two Midwestern middle-aged minds. We're not experts, just everyday ordinary people like you. We hope you might find our podcast inadvertently interesting and informative. Hopefully it'll amount to more than a hill of beans. Casey, how's your left tank? You mean since our last... Full, empty, half. You know, I feel like since our last episode and you were talking... Are you a cup half full person or oh you mean how i look (laughs) yeah yeah my husband says i need to be more optimistic and stop being pessimistic so yeah yeah okay so you need to be more of a cup half full person Mm -hmm. but here's the thing is i think i am but he i generally think you are too yeah i mean he lives with you so he would know yeah (laughs) Well, so I, I definitely, there's things that, you know, you don't see or people don't see, obviously. Um, and so there's certain scenarios where I will look at things, um, and maybe overreact or be a nervous Nancy about, you know, um, and he, he's like, girl, you're overthinking it. Yeah. 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 I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How's, wait, how's your love tank? Oh, well, you know, when you're single, <laughs> when you're single, your love tank is often empty. Yeah. <laughs> you're just floating around on fumes. <laughs> Occasionally you'll get a little spurt because you'll remember what it's like to be in love <laughs> or appreciated or cared for. Oh, Ezra. <laughs> Actually, it's. Well, I mean, there's some truth to that, but once you've been single for so long, you kind of, and you build your life that way. Um, I don't know. It's like, I'm happy being single. Yeah. You know, I, I can survive, you know, I don't need anyone, mm-hmm. uh, but you do get lonely at times, but you know, uh, but sometimes it's nice to come home and. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't got to take out the garbage if you don't feel like it. You don't right. got to do this or that. I mean. There's nobody bitching. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. No, I get what you're saying because, P.S., I've been, I'm on my second marriage. So after we were divorced, it was about 10 years and I became super independent. And I loved the fact that I didn't have to answer to anyone. But then, you know what happened? Something creeped in and it was super weird. And it was like, I started to look around and I was seeing like people with their other person and like, you know, people were doing things as couples and like all this fun stuff. And I was like, you know, I wish I had a person. Yeah. Yeah. And I you was get like, a lot of weird looks when you go to the pumpkin patch by yourself. <laughs> When you're out there, you know, <laughs> building a snowman alone, people are kind of like, what's that dude doing? He needs someone. <laughs> Guy's lonely. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, but you know what, though? What? I'm, t- I'm taking the steps okay. and preparing myself for my next yeah. relationship because... We're back on the, the second yeah. part of your book, right? Yeah. I just finished reading The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. 
And so today we're going to be talking about the second love language, which is quality time. So um, what do you how, what do you think quality time means? Quality time means like, you know, where you're taking time to be with your person. Yeah. Quality time is where either you or your spouse uh, needs a certain amount of time from you. And how what they gauge is quality time is where pretty much they're getting your undivided attention. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like... We're at dinner, but I'm on my phone. You know, we're eating, but not really talking. I mean, we're there, right? But you know, it's it goes beyond that. There's more to that. And and uh, I'll read this little paragraph here from the book, uh, talking about his when him and his wife spend quality time together. When I sit with my wife and give her 20 minutes of my undivided attention, and she does the same for me, we're giving each other 20 minutes of life. We will never have those 20 minutes again. We are giving our lives to each other. It is a powerful, emotional communicator of love. And, I mean, I agree with that. Because a lot of people think that, you know, time is the most valuable thing we have. And when you... When you're giving your time to someone, I mean, it's a pretty big deal when you think about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so even if it was 20 minutes, so what he just said is when, even if it's 20 minutes, but it's undistracted and it's all about that other person that was successful in quality time. Yeah. And it, and sometimes it can just be listening, mm. you know, uh, you want to focus your attention on each other. Um, uh, you know, in quality conversation, it can be just one person listening to where you're like letting them vent, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but also, you know, talking about, uh, having in-depth conversations, whether it be about you, I mean, if you're in a relationship or you're married, um, you know, you're obviously living a life together, so you need to communicate about it. You know, mm-hmm. what's going on? How are you feeling? You know, when are we going on a vacation? You know, what what time's Billy's game this weekend? Or what? Right. You know, just there's a lot of things uh, to talk about. And when you get busy and wrapped up in your career, or your hobbies, or your kids, oftentimes the quality time gets put on the back burner. Right. Like you know? I feel like it's a huge struggle right to find that when, yeah. when you have kids and stuff and work yeah uh 100 um you know he also talks about here in in another paragraph marriage is a relationship not a project to be completed or a problem to solve a relationship calls for sympathetic listening with a view to understanding the other person's thoughts feelings and desires so it means dialing in on your significant other and really listening and paying attention to basically what they need, what they're needing from you as a partner. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes with the, the love languages because everyone's going to have a primary love language and then a secondary. And it's important for you to know what those are and for them to communicate what they need from you so you can make sure you're giving the, that to them to fill up their left tank. Okay. Um, so here's some, uh, 
Here's some things to keep in mind during quality time. Uh, maintain eye contact when your spouse is uh, talking. Um, you know, don't wander and think about something else. Don't gaze off into space while your spouse is talking. <laughs> you know, like uh, let them know like you're actually li- like you care about what they're saying. Yes. Um, let's see. This one says, uh, don't listen to your spouse and do something, something else at the same time. Remember quality time is giving someone your undivided attention. Uh, if you're doing something you cannot, uh, turn from immediately, just tell your spouse, Hey, give me a couple minutes. Let me finish this up. Let me wrap this up. And then we'll go sit down on the couch and talk about it or whatever. Okay. Um, listen for feelings. Um, so if you're having a conversation or your spouse or your significant other's talking, uh, what emotion is my spouse experiencing? Uh, when you have, when you think you have the answer, confirm with them, like, Hey, it sounds like to me, you're feeling disappointed, um, because I forgot to do this or, or whatever and, mm-hmm. and communicate, make sure there's a good, clear understanding of, of what maybe is troubling her, what her expectate or him, him or her, what their expectations are of you, you know, in the relationship. Uh, another one here is, uh, observe body language, uh, <laughs> Clenched, clenched fists, trembling hands, tears, furrowed brows, uh, eye movements can give you clues as to how the other one's feeling. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I've been in a lot of relationships where I get that stare. You oh, know, the look like, yeah. you better shut up right now. That's why I just laughed. <laughs> when you said that one, I was uh, giggling. I remember one time yeah. I was dating this girl and... I went over to her apartment and she was studying or doing something. I don't remember. I think she was studying or something. I don't remember. And I was joking around being playful and and she wasn't having it. And then finally she's like, I think you need to leave. (laughs) And I was like, oh, (laughs) you know, so she was dialed in and focused. And I mean, I was pissed because I'm like, man, I can't believe she was mad at me because I was just joking around and having some fun, you know, trying right. to be in a good mood. It was like a Friday or something, you know. And But she was dialed in and focused and I, she was going to school at the time, so she was studying, you know, and she's like, wasn't in the mood to joke around. And I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> and I fucked it up. <laughs> you know, basically got kicked out. <laughs> so. Because you didn't understand. So basically she's like, I'm over here trying to prep for this test or school whatever and that's so disrespectful of you to come in here and use like you were not self-aware or like you were not aware of your environment and what she was doing right i was pissed i just came in feeling the way i was feeling putting my own feelings and emotions first where clearly if i would have been paying attention that she was studying and doing something and trying to concentrate and didn't have time for my antics Mm -hmm. (laughs) but Mm -hmm. apparently i messed that up so yeah you got to read the body language of and and feel the room feel the environment you know and kind of know how to behave and respond i feel like when you're with your person for a while you know um that there are things that they say or the way they respond or act that is like you know a signal warning like that you perk up and you're like all right they're 
there's something up there's, you know, whether it's the way they're feeling or what they're getting ready to tell you about. And it's, you know, there are signs in your partner. Yes. And it's important to, uh, figure out what those are, learn what they are, pick up on them. You know, you have to kind of do a little bit of an assessment. Yeah. When you, if you haven't been around your spouse for the day and you come home from work, you're going to have to kind of assess the situation (laughs) before you start doing whatever. Uh, I think that's important. Um, Another one here, uh, he says, refuse to interrupt. Uh, research has indicated that the average individual listens for only 17 seconds before interrupting and interjecting his own ideas. Notice how he says his own ideas. Right, right. <laughs> Sounds like this men. is a problem for men. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, it's, I think that's important um, because sometimes, you know, especially I know I'm kind of a problem solver type person. Where if there's an issue, I'm like, let's fix it. Mm-hmm. Where sometimes that's not necessarily what a woman needs. And I need to just let her talk and and develop an understanding of what she's saying and communicating and how she feels about it rather than trying to fix the problem and interrupting her because then she's going to feel like she just wants I'm not to even heard. paying attention to what yeah. she's saying, you know? Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of a tough one. And, and that's something you have to learn to do, especially if you're kind of a, a problem solver, um, you know, is what is she, exactly is she saying and what does she need from me? Most of the time, I think they're just looking for some support. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, you can say something like, you know, why do you feel that way? What's causing you to feel that way? What do you think you should do about it? Or something, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, rather than me just say, well, you should do this, this and this problem solved. Let's go get a pizza. You know, right. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, that's not the right way to handle it for in most situations. And what do you think about I kind of feel like. And, and I, I'm going to 100% say I am guilty of this, not currently, but I was. Um, I remember a time period in my life, like, because I, I want to always make people happy. And, you know, so you're talking about like, so say your other person wants to sit down and talk about maybe something that's going on or they're not happy with whatever. But I remember this period in my life when... If that were to be brought to me and because I'm a people pleaser at heart, I, the, the minute I like, I would immediately go on the defense. I would go on the defense and because I want to like, you know, do good. And I, and you know, I can't really explain it, but I'd be on the defense and while they're trying to tell me what it is that they're feeling or thinking or what I can, you know, help with, I'm already, while they're saying it, I'm not even really listening. I'm on guard so much that I'm thinking what I'm going to say next before even digesting what the issue is. Like I'm, I was that on guard. Yeah. A lot of times we listen to respond rather than listening to listen, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I'm guilty of that. And, and most people are, it's, it's tough to do. It takes practice. Yeah. 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 Cause there, I mean, there's a lot of individuals that I've come across in my life where 
they just never shut up. They just talk, talk, <laughs> talk, talk, talk. And, and I find that you'll find this a lot in politics. They talk, talk, talk. They never shut up. And sometimes it's just like, yeah, hey, dude, I don't mean to be rude, but I got to go. Because <laughs> it's like, but yeah, those types of people, I, I sometimes I don't understand how they uh, get by in life or, or, or get through uh, because they're just, they don't listen to anything. They don't listen to anyone. They just assume that they have everything figured out and they're just constantly talking. And I'll never, because of the way I am, I'll never be able to understand that type of personality mm-hmm. or person. Yeah. Um, but anyways, moving on into uh, the chapter here, uh, he talks about uh, emotion. The emotions themselves are neither good nor bad. They're simply are psychological responses to events in life. So, um, you know, when someone's being emotional about something or if you're feeling uh, emotions about something like we can't help that, that's just us yeah. as human beings. That's what we deal with. And you have to be receptive to that, I think, and understanding that because your spouse or your significant other's upset, mad at you, um, it's just an emotion they're having to a certain situation. And, and eventually that will calm down. And, and that's just how we all react, you know. Mm-hmm. And I always, you know, uh, try to be one that I, I try not to act on my emotions mm-hmm. because oftentimes when your emotions are driving you, it leads to uh, illogical decisions. Yes. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And, and do you not feel like in that moment, like, so when you're saying emotions cause you to basically make illogical decisions is it because you don't like what you hear in that moment right like you're like you're not so if I'm coming at you and I'm like listen I'm just not happy right now I'm just not you know there's something blah 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 and you're on the other side and you think you're the issue your your emotions you're feeling like a certain way that then you're responding to those emotions instead of taking some time to sit on that and de-escalate and work through it. Like, you know, just sit and listen and then come back and visit it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes, I agree. And I, I tell a lot of my employees that my kids that like, if they're not getting along or, um, you know, two of my employees have an altercation at work or a disagreement, you know, a lot of times I'm like, well, take a couple of days to think about it and, you know, then come back and let's discuss it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like the same too. And in today's day and world, like I, I, and I'm guilty of it where I've typed up a lot of emails, but I don't hit that send button. Yeah. I just let it sit there yeah. for a few days and then I end up deleting it, <laughs> you know, but which was probably therapeutic on some level because yeah. you got to like, get it out, like how you're feeling in that moment. But then it's like you puked it onto the keyboard and then it sat and then you diffused and then you're like, okay, delete. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now that I'm through acting out of my yes. emotions. Because you've got your emotional self 
and then your rational self where it's like once your emotions have calmed down, you've had time to think. About, I mean, there's been times where I've been pissed, like just, you know, about ready to explode. And I go home and sleep on it. And the next day I'm like, eh, it wasn't a big deal. <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe I got mad about that or whatever. Right, right. Uh, but anyways, so, yeah, in quality time, communication is important. And, and he talks about there's two different time, kinds of communicators, uh, which he kind of talks about personality types. Um, one is the Dead Sea, which can you kind of guess what that one would be? No. Where it basically kind of there's no movement. You don't get a lot of information out of that person. It's kind of like pulling teeth. Oh, you know? Okay. Um, oh, you mean like, Ooh, this sounds familiar. I feel like girls say this a lot about dudes. Yeah. Like I'm probably guilty of this a lot. I, I think I'm probably kind of a dead sea person at times. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause at the end of the day, when I come home, you know, Sometimes I don't want to talk. I don't want to, I don't even want to listen, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and I, I've struggled with in relationships too, where it's like sometimes, you know, I feel bad for whoever I'm with because I'm like, sometimes they don't get the best of me because like I said, I've talked about this before. I get up at like 5am, you know, and I, and I'm going all day long. And when I get home at the end of the day, I'm wiped out. Yeah. You know, and it's hard for me to communicate. It's hard for me to listen. And that's why it's very important to set aside quality time, whether, you know, have a date night, you know, that type of thing. Make Spend some time, you know, on the weekends, get up early, you know, have some coffee together out on the front porch or, or whatever. But you've got... So you got the Dead Sea person, which probably fits me. But I, but going back to like, I feel like for me as a woman, and I'm not saying I'm that way because I was I'm not that way, which is super weird because I am a girl. Um, but I would say out of my friends, the majority of the time, what I hear is I don't know what they are thinking. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's thinking. He doesn't say much this and that. And I think this is what we're talking about is because I feel like a woman is more, they want more information and they're constantly wanting to know what you're thinking. And, you know, um, those kind of things, which I get, you know, um, I, I just think I'm conditioned because I was raised with all boys I have three mm-hmm. brothers. And yeah. so, and I just think that, you know, it, to me, no news is good news. And so if you're not saying something, everything's good. <laughs> yeah. 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 I get that too. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with men are kind of raised to just sort of with a mentality, at least my generation and, and, and probably older is, you know, you work hard, you know, you don't bitch, you don't show emotion, you just tough it out, you get through it, you know, and we're just not good at talking about our feelings mm-hmm. and emotions. And I, I think that's a big problem as to how men are raised and how society wants us to be. Whereas men should be reading this book, <laughs> you know, because it opens you up to like, Oh shit. You know what I mean? It's okay for me to talk about my feelings. It's okay to express is, my yeah. emotions, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyways, so you got the dead sea person mm-hmm. and then the other person is the babbling brook. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so okay. the person that, 
Never stop stalking. Is Babbling Brook a creek? Uh, Yeah, it's like (laughs) constant movement. They've always got something to say. You know, and sometimes maybe, you know, a dead sea and a babbling brick go good together because it means one's willing to listen and, you know, Mm -hmm. that type of thing. But, you know, the babbling bricks... Those are the people that have to really take some time to learn to listen. So listen, I can be a babbling brook. You want to know when I've identified this awkward silence. Oh, so if I'm like in a situation like at a table and I'm put there with people and nobody's talking, I will become the babbling brook because I don't know how to sit in the awkwardness. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. That's hard. And then I'm for, babbling about who the hell knows what. Yeah, that's hard for uh, the babbling brooks silence. I mean, I I don't like awkward, uncomfortable silence, but at the same time, I can manage it and I can deal with it. Yeah. Silence doesn't really bother me. Um, I'm getting better. I I feel like there's some peace in accepting it. Yeah. Um, well, and he goes on to say that we're influenced by a personality. But we're not controlled by it. And basically that means we can change and learn to work on, you know, listening or communicating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this there's a p- paragraph here I'll, I'll read. One, one way to learn new patterns is to establish a daily sharing time and we should in which each of you will talk about three things that happened to you that day and how you feel about them. He calls it the minimum daily requirement. Uh you know, he says to do this for it to maintain a healthy marriage. Um, so basically what he's saying is you come home and even though you don't want to talk or you might not feel like it, he's at least laying out a outline here. Of, How'd your day go? Yeah. What you talk about today? these three things. You have a little bit of communication, yeah. which is good. And it helps, you know, kind yeah, of feel like you're in. checking. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Checking in. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, quality, he goes on to say quality time can be doing quality activities like, you know, going on a hike together, going to church together, where maybe you're not necessarily having in-depth conversation, but you're doing something together that is making a memory or, right. you know, you're, you're having a moment. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's kind of that kind of sums up uh, that chapter. Okay. Uh, of quality time. So now, so we like basically, it. we've talked about words of affirmation mm-hmm. and quality time so far. Yeah. So and I got have, those two. I have no idea what mine would be. So like I, I might just be a mutt. Well, yeah. And I think some people can have a combination of all of them, but he's pretty, uh, He's pretty solid when he and stands behind that. He thinks everyone kind of has a top two. I bet I do. So I'm we've got I'm, three more to go. I'm interested to figure out what mine yeah. are. So we'll hit those in in the next three upcoming episodes. Yeah, and right now I think I'm calling myself a mutt because I see so much valuable information in you know both of what we've talked about so far that I think is important in relationships. So now I think it's going to be interesting for me to weigh out what are, you know, what are my, what fills my tank the most? Yeah. Uh, it's good stuff. All right. So well, that, that and, wraps up this episode. Yeah. So we're almost at halfway through the book. <laughs> Hold on.
us, right? Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. You got three more to three, three more, more episodes love languages to go. To go. Yep. All right, you guys can check us out. Um, join our Facebook group, Pillow Beans with Ezra and Casey, or email us at hfbeans at gmail.com. Also, subscribe uh, to our podcast and hit the thumbs up and follow. 